The turn of the millennium saw a renaissance of great worship music focused on the glory of God and a believer's relationship with Christ. Some of the best, in my opinion, came from Laura Story, who wrote songs you may remember called Indescribable, Blessings, and Mighty to Save. Now, everyone has their own unique experience with each of these songs, but for the writer of these songs, they are reminders that God has used her life as a testimony of love. Trials can often lead to great blessings. Hi, I'm Charles Morris. This is the Great Stories Podcast. And in a moment, I want you to hear my 2011 interview with Laura Story. I've had her on the program a few times, but this was our first encounter. I think you will be blessed, like I was, to join this conversation that covers the incredible stories behind the music that's meant so much to countless worshipers around the world for the past 20 years. You'll also be inspired to look inward at how God is using trials in your own life to bring about new blessings for the glory of Christ. And so now, let's get started and listen to this classic conversation from the Haven Archives. Haven today, and that is a song that a lot of churches have been singing the last few years, and you hear it on the radio, Chris Tomlin, here on this Haven today, and his indescribable, but I shouldn't really say his, it should be hers, and on the line with us from Atlanta is Laura Story, who actually wrote the song Indescribable and is a good friend of Chris Tomlin. Uh, Laura, for the very first time, welcome to Haven today. Hey, thank you, Charles. Thanks so much for having me. It's a treat to be here. Well, it's good to have you on. We have been airing your music, and I've been listening to your music for a long time, Hmm. and I didn't even know all that music was yours. But thank you. God has gifted you as a songwriter, and that's not something you planned to be years ago, was it? No. No, and I'm still a little shocked that this this is how things are playing out. Uh, Like Indescribable, for instance, was just a song I wrote in my car one day, just driving through the mountains of of Asheville, North Carolina, and Mm -hmm. and just just being reminded that creation's main purpose is to point towards our creator and I was in college at the time certainly didn't ever dream that someone like Chris Tomlin would would record it Uh, but we've just been amazed at how God's used the song we're 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 just so excited Mm. Laura you're kind of a Christian musician but as you just said you didn't really know that's what you were going to be you had a different background when you were in college uh, you were involved in young life too weren't you I was, yeah. Well, I went to a Bible college in Columbia, South Carolina, right. and my husband, who was my high school sweetheart, this is <laughs> long before we were married, right. had been involved in Young Life, and I, I was a little bit familiar with it. At this Bible college, we were required to do ministry credits, and so I was like, oh, Young Life sounds good, so we'll try that, sure. and sure. learned a ton about ministering to high school students. Um, I learned that I was not good at it, 
at all <laughs> and they did not need someone else to be their buddy but they needed someone to to be a role model in their lives and and to share with them about jesus and martin though your future husband and high school sweetheart he was quite pleased i'm sure that you decided to do your internship with young life then yes and because young life it's an organization that that god just used in a mighty way in his life to mm. um, he he grew up in a church where the gospel wasn't presented as clearly as as young life tends to do and so it it meant a lot to him that I was a leader there. We want to hear some music from a brand new album that you've put out, and and especially one song that has been meaningful to me. What do you see with young people, having worked in Young Life yourself, and now you're all over the world singing, is the gospel still reaching out? Is 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 grace still valid? Hmm, that's a great question, and I <laughs> I ask myself that that sometimes in the mornings. That you know, you look at the news and you see how much stuff that young people are involved in that it didn't even seem like these things were an issue when we were that age. And um, But I'm reminded that regardless of, of what form it takes, um, kids are always, they just have that longing in their heart, that God-shaped void. Um, and so they need the gospel. And, and even you see in scripture, it says, you know, the church is advancing. The gates of hell can't prevail. Mm. And so you know that the gospel is still going forward Yes, we need to be creative in how we present that gospel, how we contextualize it um, for these kids to be able to hear it. Um, but yeah, the need is, it's greater now more than ever. Um, mm. and, and these kids just need to hear the gospel in, in a way that they can really hear it. I so appreciate hearing you as a Christian musician say that. We we sometimes go in between thinking it's all now and it's or it's all going to be in the future and I hear hmm, you saying yeah. the kingdom of God is is now as well as in the future and uh, what a great reminder for all of us in this world. Well, if I didn't believe that God was advancing his kingdom, then there'd be no reason for me doing what I'm doing because I, I can't write songs good enough. I can't sing good enough. I can't play piano good enough to make something happen in someone's life. If Apart from the Holy Spirit, my gifts are, are just dead. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I rely on him every time I get up on a stage, every time I, I share at a seminar. Um, it, it has to be him doing the work. And uh, you're, you're actively involved still. I know you're on the road a lot, but you're still quite active in, in a local church uh, in the Atlanta area, aren't you? Yes. I've been at Perimeter Church. It's, it's actually in Johns Creek, Georgia. Right. Been there for almost six years now, and <laughs> we love it. Randy Pope. Yes. Randy Pope. He is my boss and neighbor <laughs> and hero. That's great. <laughs> He's an amazing man. And yeah, it's, it's an honor to get to call that our church home. We love it there. Mm. Laura, you have a brand new song, and I am told uh, that uh, people just call Christian radio stations right and left wanting to hear <laughs> this song. So let's go ahead and, and hear the title song from your brand new album. It's called Blessings. What if your blessings come through raindrops? What if your healing comes through tears? What if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near? What if trials of this life are your mercies in disguise? 
If you want to talk about rich lyrics with content but great music, then go no further than uh, Laura's story and that brand new song, Blessings, from her album called Blessings, here on This Haven Today. And she's on the line with us from Atlanta. Laura, uh, thank you so much for joining us today. That was not, well, should I say it was not an easy song to write, but uh, that that song has a lot of depth to it. (laughs) You can definitely say that. It's one of those songs that, um, you know, as a songwriter, sometimes you work and work and work for years on something. That was one that the actual writing of it um, really didn't take long at all, maybe about 30 minutes. But the process that we walked through in order for God to, to get my heart in a place to be able to write that song, um, that's about a five-year process right there. And, of course, we're talking, you're, you're hinting, at what you and uh, your husband Martin have gone through. Do, do you mind if I ask you to just share that with us, what you guys have gone through? Not at all. About five years ago, Martin was diagnosed with a brain tumor, and, and we had been married a little less than two years, and so we were still trying to figure out you know, what it looked like to be married, and, and then all of a sudden, my husband's diagnosed with this life-threatening illness, and he went through surgeries, and at first he got a lot worse, mm. and then he got a lot better. And uh, But I, I tell you all that to say um, it's been a, a real testing of our faith because we've seen a lot of healing in his body, but we haven't seen complete healing. Mm. And, and like I mentioned earlier, I went to Bible college, and so my view of God um, and his word, I, I've always known that God is all-powerful, and I've mm. always known that God is all-loving, and so it, for a while, it didn't make a whole lot of sense why God would not bring complete and total healing to my husband. And so the song Blessings is, is just about, you know, how do we still trust that God is loving um, when he doesn't answer our prayers the way that we think he should? And it really has exposed in my heart um, that I'm so much more concerned about God bending his will to mine rather than me saying to him not thy will but mine be done Mm. amen blessings yes i'm thinking of the lyrics in this too that you've got uh, lyrics that come out of what you've gone through uh with martin your blessings come through raindrops uh what if your healing comes tears and then what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to know you're near uh you've had to discover that the hard way, haven't you? Yeah. Well, anyone who has ever, I think, sat with someone in the hospital, we, he was in the hospital for about three months, and the sleepless night, that refers to those, you know, those fold-out chairs that they put in those hospital rooms? Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> and so, Talk about not being able to sleep. I yes, know. I understand. Uh, but it really, you know, we, we do see that in our lives that, uh, I think the old hymn writer said it best when they said when all around my soul gives way he then is all my hope and stay and it's not that Mm -hmm. it's it's not until then that he becomes that it's that sometimes it takes everything around us um, being stripped away for us to see that god is the only stable thing his promises are the only thing that we can hold on to in life this is not something of course that you and martin would have ever asked for but I guess you're counting it all for joy, it sounds like. Well, we're, we're learning to. I, I'll tell you one of the funny things about the song Blessings is that the chorus is, is filled with all these questions, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that just explains our life right now. I, I wish right. I could say that five years out, 
that we have a lot more answers and we've figured out exactly why God's allowed this in our lives. And, and that's just not the case. We have more right. questions than we ever did before, but we're learning um, to continue to take our questions, our doubts, our fears, you know, to pour out our heart before the Lord, to, to use even the Psalms, you know, to use the Psalms as, as we petition God and as we lament uh, mm. and, and know that our God is big enough. He is big enough to hear the aches of our hearts. At the end of the day, we just have to decide, do we trust him or not? Mm. And, and we're, choosing, we're choosing to trust him each day. We're trying to at least. How do you, it, it, let me just share something that's a, a problem for me. And, and, and let me ask if this is ever a problem for a songwriter like yourself. I'm doing messages here on Haven today. I can't even open my Bible or hear somebody preach somewhere uh, without thinking, ah, would this make a Haven Today message? You know, how could I use that? <laughs> Is it that way too for a, for a songwriter? Well, I'd say in most songs, yes. And that's where Blessings is a little bit the exception. We had finished my new CD and we had, <laughs> just to be real blunt about it, I'd used up all the budget money. And we... <laughs> we understand that around here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a recession. What can I say? And we needed one more song. And, and the producer said, well, do you have anything that's just really simple that we could just do on piano and mm. maybe a vocal track and we'll, you know, see how it goes. And I said, well, there's this song that I wrote in my journal the other night. It happened so fast that I don't even know if I realized how much I was exposing just my own prayer life. That's really what it is. It's just a prayer that I wrote and, and sang one night. I was driving between Atlanta and Birmingham, and my husband was asleep in the passenger seat. And, and he's, because of his some different disabilities, he's unable to drive. Um, he has a vision deficit and a memory deficit. And I was just looking at him, and, and it's one of those rare moments where I just started thinking, looking back on our lives and saying, God, really, why? Why did this happen? And God, I feel like, began to unpack for me uh, that there are blessings in this life that come only from the absence of him answering our prayers the way that we want. There's a depth in our walk with the Lord that only comes um, from walking through that valley. You know, mm. and, and it's very biblical. Mm. There's so many people out there that say, you know, if you trust God, if you give your life to Christ, everything will be great. And... <laughs> It's not how God works in our lives. It, it, is, it is not what the Bible says either. Yes. He says, yes. when you walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, it's not if you walk through the valley. Right, which means it's going to happen to everybody. And so, exactly. Uh, and it's an important part of our Christian walk. You look at the Apostle Paul that says, you know, I want to know Christ in the power of his resurrection. And everyone's like, yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. <laughs> but the next line is, and to share in the fellowship of his sufferings? Right. Who wants that? Right. Luckily, God doesn't always give us that option. You know, we'll try to weasel out of those suffering situations, um, but we're learning just how to embrace it and say, okay, God, what is it that you want to teach me that you can only show me through me walking through this hard time? Mm. So the song Blessings has been just us considering, you know, what if God blesses us by not answering our prayers mm. the way that we want them mm. to. And I know it's, it's kind of a crazy idea, especially these days where, where so many people are teaching that prosperity gospel of 
you know, you just trust God and, and he'll give you, you know, you'll win the lottery or something. <laughs> right, right. What do you want? You got it. All right. Yes. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, but we're seeing him um, not necessarily give us what we want, but loving us enough to give us what we need. Mm. And, and we're, we're learning to thank him in the midst of that. You know, it's like Job saying, well, though you slay me, I will still worship you, God. And it's funny because I'm, you know, being a worship leader at my church, that's something I had to figure out. Okay, so how do I still sing these songs about how great God is um, when my life is so hard? And mm. and we're still figuring that out. Mm. Laura, you don't even mind talking about sin, do you? You 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 can quote the Apostle Paul and identify <laughs> with him being the worst of sinners. You you, you don't mind doing that? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, Charles. I uh, I have a lot to talk about when it comes to the, the subject of sin, unfortunately. <laughs> Tell me, how do you see that? Because uh, sometimes in the Christian world, we just, uh, especially in North America, we don't always think about the depths of our sin. We just think about how good life is. And it's not always as great as we want it to be, but we like to make like it's great. How do you handle that? Well, I, I think it's important... Um, you know, a lot of times people, they don't want to hurt people's feelings by telling them that they have mm-hmm. sin in their life mm-hmm. or telling them that they're a sinner. <laughs> right. Well, we sure see it in everybody else's life, don't we? <laughs> yeah. And creation has been so marred by sin. Um, you just look look on the news and, and it, it's every headline just testifies to that. Um, but I, I don't think it's possible to talk to people about the gospel without talking to them about sin. And I think with a healthy understanding of sin and, and how we've missed the mark, how we've fallen short, until we understand that, we can't appreciate the cross to the depths that we should. I, mm. I truly believe that. And so the more I see my sin, the more you know my heart is exposed in that way, um, the more I see how completely and utterly reliant I am on the grace of God. Mm -hmm. We we had mentioned earlier the song Indescribable. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about this big, holy God. And at the very end, I I intentionally brought it down to that truth of um, this holy God sees the depths of who I am. He sees those secret parts of us that we don't even want to talk about. And then rather than turning us away, he loves us and he embraces us. And it's all because of Jesus. today and we're on with Laura Story who's coming to us from Atlanta. I'm Charles Morris. Laura, indescribable, uh, a little slower version of your song, you do, than Chris Tomlin, your friend, when he did the version, but uh, thank you so much. And and we were talking about sin going in, uh, and of course, indescribable talks about this, this great forgiveness we have of sin in Jesus Christ. Uh, let me ask you a question, and I didn't tell you we were going to ask this, but let me just try <laughs> this on you. Uh, how do you think 
we as believers in Christ Jesus can live a cross-centered life. Hmm. One of my favorite teachers of the word is is Timothy Keller. I don't know if you if you guys are familiar with him or not. We, we used to go to the same church in Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah. Really? I know Tim, and we've had him on this program oh, more than cool. once. So you go to New York City and you go to Redeemer, right? Okay. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. Well, if, if you would allow me to butcher one of his quotes. All right. Um, he, t- <laughs> he talks a lot about, um, you know, we are far worse than we know we are. Mm-hmm but we're also far greater loved than we could ever imagine. And I'm, I'm sure that I... <laughs> no, no, I think you got it right. I think you got it right. Hold on, my husband's, my husband's correcting me right now. <laughs> he says we're more sinful than we could ever imagine, but we're also far more loved than we could ever imagine. And it's, it truly is that embracing of the fact that we are bad. We, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's okay because God is so good and he sent Jesus so we don't have to pretend anymore. Mm. That's where you begin to cherish the cross is when you see that the cross, it's not to bind you, it's, it's to give you freedom. You can admit, uh, <laughs> I remember how, how I saw that played out in my life You know, as, as I began to learn and begin to understand these concepts is, is when someone would say something negative about me, you know, rather than being so quick to defend myself, sometimes I'd just stop and think about it and go, yeah, <laughs> I, I am irrational. I am selfish. And first of all, it, it kind of catches them off guard too. <laughs> you know, you, as a teenager, you usually don't say to your parents, you're, you're right. right. I am irresponsible. Yes. <laughs> but as a believer who believes in grace, who believes mm-hmm. in the power mm-hmm. of the cross, um, not as this thing that happened to me once, but as this power mm-hmm. that is saving mm-hmm. me, that is redeeming every area of my life, that is gaining ground in the areas of my heart daily, I can rejoice where I miss the mark. And I can say, yeah, I hate that I'm that way, but isn't God good that he is working in me, that he's even using my sinfulness to portray him, to magnify who he is, and to magnify the cross. story and a great song that was released in a compilation album but now it's on her brand new blessings album what a savior on this haven today laura thank you for joining me the last couple of days from atlanta thank you charles you're on a tour and you're you're out all the time would you mind leading us in prayer though we've we've done a lot of pausing in our lives with you the last couple of days and uh, mm. would you mind praying for uh, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ to just fill all of us. Father, we do thank you for your grace. We thank you that you are a good and trustworthy God, and the hard things in our life are there because they've been filtered through your loving hands. And so I pray for every listener right now that is struggling to make it through each day, that is walking through that valley and asking these questions of how could a good God let this happen to me? I pray for every heart 
that is having trouble trusting you in the midst of this, I pray rather than an immediate fix, rather than taking away the pain immediately, God, that you would show them that you are a dependable God in the midst of the storm, that you would teach them how to worship even when their life might be chaos. And more than anything, God, that you would show them that this too, even the tragedy, is a beautiful platform that your glory might be displayed through our lives. And we pray it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Laura Starry, thank you for sharing your life with us here on Haven Today. Thanks for having me, Charles. Thank you for joining us on Great Stories with Charles Morris. And I'm so happy I was able to talk to Laura Story more than a decade back about the stories behind her worship music and the blessings that often come with life's great trials. Now for more episodes like this, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this episode, please help us get the word out. Leave us a five-star review. You can also go to haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and discover more episodes posted on the blog. And as always, thank you for joining me once again on Great Stories with Charles Morris. Thank you.